For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, a good Sunday morning. Good Sunday morning and happy new year. I know you were away in the warmth. You came back to the, you know, to the freezing cold here, to the blizzard conditions, but uh, a healthy and happy new year to you and your family. Flying snow and flying dogs, Arnie. Flying snow, I know. Flying dogs. Your dog was, was clipped by a car. Fortunately, he's uh, Henry is a resilient guy. Hey, like a tank. Absolutely. So, uh, so today we have Melanie Brock as our guest on the show. I know Melanie in many incarnations. She had a political career early on. She worked on uh, Steve Bullock's presidential campaign, but most lately she's been doing economic development work in the city of Missoula and and has been named the uh, director of the Midtown Association. And they're working on a master plan, which is really needed for that, you know, that, that heart of Missoula, really. Absolutely. I, I, you know, you remind me when you say that, like, because of your background here and teaching and being at the university and the World Trade Center, you pretty much, you know, everybody in this space, certainly in this town and in, yes. in, in Montana. Well, the World Trade Center, you know, it was and is an economic development organization. It mm. just focuses on helping take products and services to the world and then bringing products and services from the world into Montana. So it's an economic development uh, tool at a much broader level. So all of these folks were people that uh, that network with and and uh, are interested and committed to sure. some form of economic development. I'm looking forward to it. When we come back, our guest will be Melanie Brock. She is the director of the Mid- Missoula Midtown Association, our first show of 2022. Back after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Arnie, we are back with our guest, Melanie Brock, director of the Missoula Midtown Association. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Melanie, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. You know, Scott, Melanie is sort of like the Jill of all trades. You know, she's a fundraiser, a strategist. She does outreach, events, communication. You name it, Melanie does it. So let me ask you this right out, right, right from the jump. Is there an uptown association and a downtown association and a crosstown? What's the Midtown Association? The Midtown Association was formed over 10 years ago by businesses in Midtown who thought um, that there could be more done to really promote a vibrant business community um, south of Mount, basically, Mount Street, Mount Avenue. Um, So... They formed over 10 years ago. Things really picked up about seven years ago. And um, most recently, there was a community-wide feasibility study to decide what next, what need to happen for the Missoula Midtown Association to really serve residents and businesses. Um, a lot of the focus has grown way past just businesses, but um, the people who live in Midtown and work in Midtown as well. Um, what do we need to make sure Midtown survives? There are parts, commercial districts of cities our size, um, where there has absolutely been uh, a decay and a breakdown of the retail sector. We have a thriving Midtown. We have 
thriving housing projects in Midtown Missoula. Uh, we're really excited to build that and build upon that and expand it. So the Midtown Association exists um, originally to form a vacuum. You know, we have a very strong downtown association and a lot of our work is modeled on um, what we have accomplished north of the river. But in order to keep south of Mount um, down to the other river <laughs> or same river, um, in order to keep that thriving, we need to have businesses coming together and residents coming together, our neighborhood associations, uh, working together to make sure that we don't take our foot off the gas when it comes to redeveloping areas that are blighted um, and making sure that it remains vibrant and continues with our growing city to be a great place to live, work, and play. So if you're pitching a business who wants to come to Missoula, what's your pitch about Midtown as opposed to downtown or some of the other areas in uh, in the greater Missoula uh, Metroplex. Uh, well, first, I would love to ask Missoula Economic Partnership. They do all of our pitches for um, business recruitment, and they do an excellent job about it. And but you worked, and you worked there. Before. I did work there, and that's why I have to plug them because I love <laughs> it. Um, you know, the business recruitment and retention is done a lot by the Missoula Economic Partnership. Uh, what Midtown does offer, you know, for a while there, there. We had the last vacant lots. We had the last fields. Um, we do have a lot of asphalt that can and will uh, be turned over for new development and spaces. Um, but what I, when I talk to our major employers, like the banks, um, Allegiance Benefit Plan Management has over 400 employees in four buildings right around um, the fairgrounds in the center of Midtown. What I hear is parking is a major plus in Midtown. Uh, we can absolutely park businesses where some other parts of town that's a little that's a little more challenging. Um, we have a very vibrant um, co collective mix of retail and restaurants. Uh, in Midtown, the mall being the major retail commercial anchor. And as we've seen in the last couple of years, all the exciting development, the mall um, and Washington Prime, now the, the national owner of the Southgate Mall property, is very invested and committed to bringing more businesses and really exciting anchors to that property. So that um, when there's a place to go at lunch to get good food, to walk around. MRL Park is another thing that we could talk about that really has increased the quality of life and vibrancy of Midtown. That was a very exciting project. Um, and then when we get down to actual business recruitment, talking economic development, we have the most robust urban renewal district right now in the center of the Missoula Midtown district. So Urban Rural District 3 and TIF funding is a major incentive for businesses um, to build, to uh, eliminate blight. We know that there is uh, TIF funding available to put in public infrastructure around projects in Midtown. And Urban Rural District 3 is a huge plus. And we saw that with Woodbury, Wood, Woodbury Corporation. I don't know why I'm having struggle. I'm struggling saying that. Um, a Utah company came in and uh, utilized urban renewal district funds and partnered with the Missoula Redevelopment Agency and built that south um, crossing where Cabela's is. And then they also did the project where Les Schwab and the new Dairy Queen and the Fat Cat that will just be reopening as Horizon Bank. That's all because of urban renewal district three funding Missoula Redevelopment Agency and our economic, um, Missoula, Econ Missoula Economic Partnership um, recruiting and pointing out the tool that we have in, in this urban renewal district. And Brooks is the spine of that urban renewal district, but it's it's no accident that all of this is happening in partnership um, since we have that tool. You know, it's, it's amazing. You talk about, uh, you know, the mall and Brooks, Brooks Street being the spine. Scott, have you been into the new Shields? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's That's like, where I actually met Melanie Right before the holidays, she, the Midtown Association had a uh, a fundraiser, a gathering, a gathering and a holiday party. You know, I, I don't want to. I like all the I like all the other sporting goods stores and activewear stores in town. I like, you know, Eddie Bauer and I like Cabela's and I like, you know, Bob Ward's and I like, you know, all of them. But Shields is like a world class 
you know, operation. If you can't find it there, you're not going to find it anywhere. And I'm, I'm really impressed with, uh, you know, that new venue, uh, you know, coming to uh, Missoula. Absolutely. You know, they've reinvigorated the mall. There are people who come to the mall now who wouldn't have gone before just because Shields there. And then you just walk into the mall and you have all the rest of it, you're exposed, you know, available to you. And the mustard seeds building a real new state of the art restaurant, you know, they're moving from their location into a, into a new venue. So there really is almost every time I'm driving through the area, I see something going on that, and for a long time, that didn't happen. There were, you know, there was a period of time where four or five years, it was the same old Brook street corridor. And, uh, you know, then at the South end, we got, you know, Cabela's and, and uh, Coles and that started happening. And then the bank Stockman's bank came in and all of a sudden it's sort of uh, just been reinvigorated. So it's, it's an exciting time, Melanie, to be in your position and looking at what else you can do, you know, to bring to the area. What what's missing that we need there? You know, we absolutely we can't solve all of Missoula County's housing problems, but we know Midtown can increase housing density. We can build up in Midtown. Um, we've already seen this happening with developers taking um, the last, I, you know, I joke that you're not going to see a field and it, that those empty corner lots that we saw, you know, I've been here for 20 years. When I first moved here, Midtown had a lot of vacant lots just sitting around. They are all multifamily apartment buildings. Um, we can absolutely increase density. And that's what our retailers, that's what our restaurants, and that's what our employers want. They want to be able to have employees that could ride the bus or walk to their places of businesses. Um, the fact that a lot of our bank partners who have been our core group of the Midtown Association have, have built new buildings and are committed to being major employer centers there in Midtown. Um, increasing housing density and increasing foot traffic is something everybody does want. The transit piece is a very interesting piece to watch. Uh, for the past, gosh, 15 years, there's been studies about Brooks, the highway that runs through it. Brooks is such an interesting, um, interesting arterial road in our valley, uh, especially when you think that, you know, we have this amazing uh, bike trail system that is parallel to Brooks. So we've been able to accommodate bike traffic going north-south through Missoula. Right. However, if you are a kid who has baseball practice at Playfair Park, which is east of Russell behind the Missoula YMCA, and then you have to get out to Fort Missoula to play the game, it is very hard to go east-west in our, in our city. East-west connectivity on a bike <laughs> is challenging. So um, we know that, and we're excited in this master plan, which we're about to talk about, I'm sure, we're excited to tackle things like east-west um, bike ped connectivity. But another thing to, to that's interesting that I don't think a lot of people realize is Mountain Line and our um, bus system really doesn't utilize Brooks much. A lot of um, the, the routes have been going in and, and through Brooks, but not really going down Brooks. And rapid transit, um, the Bolt system, which has been super effective on Front and Main Street and along 4th and 5th and the college route, um, that every 10 minutes you can expect a bus has been a game changer for um, University of Montana employees and, and staff, uh, high school kids usually using the bus system and jumping on that from Hellgate High School. Um, so the big news that happened right before the holidays is uh, the city of Missoula was one of the only uh, cities our size to get a raise grant from the U.S. Department of Transportation to finalize this plan to get rapid transit on Brooks. This has been studied ad nauseum by four different groups. Uh, Sonoran Institute gave us funding to help study it. Uh, we have been looking at this forever in the um, greater picture scheme of whether or not you want to ride the bus. The bus gets car traffic off of Brooks. So getting a more efficient bus line system down Brooks means the person who lives in the South Hills can get downtown to work in their car faster, mm. whether or not you're going to use the bus. But we do want, and as our city grows, more people using the bus system, right? So this is really exciting. And this is about um, 
It's an $800,000 check we're getting from the federal government to finalize the plans. And then, of course, there will be a whole other effort to actually fund changing this. But um, the State Department of Transportation is at, at the table. The Missoula Redevelopment Agency has been working on this for years. And this is super exciting. And it was, you know, there literally was, I read a Bloomberg article about this. Um, one, that this is the federal government um, helping with infrastructure, but in Missoula, Montana got picked. <laughs> we are on the national news radar screen of Missoula, Montana got picked to have this big grant to figure out their bus system. And it is all about Brooks in that midtown stretch. So the fact that we're doing a midtown master plan led by the association the same time that this happened. Um, so that means we can back out everything related to rapid transit on Brooks and really look at um, all the other systems that are feeding into that spine of Midtown. And this is why the Midtown Association exists. This is deep dive stuff that um, we just, we were, there wasn't the capacity to do. We have an incredible city team working on all these things. The Missoula Redevelopment Agency absolutely has pulled off incredible projects and partnerships. Um, but this influx in expertise and cash from the federal um, Department of Transportation is going to be huge. So Brooks today is going to be more efficient 10 years from now because of this and hopefully way sooner. <laughs> you know, the challenge always is getting people to use it. Scott knows that I spent the month of August in New York City and I went a whole month without being in a car. And I used public transit for a month to do everything I wanted to do. And it was terrific. And I realized how effective it is and efficient it is and how, you know, it, it eliminates all kinds of other, you know, parking and, uh, you know, all the other things related, you know, and even in schlepping groceries for the month, it wasn't such a big deal because, you know, you can figure out how to do that. And, and the, uh, the public transportation is amenable to uh, to uh, using elevators and all, all sorts of, uh, you know, handicap assist to, to move stuff around. And so I guess maybe part of the challenge here is after the master plan comes up with, uh, you know, a slam dunk way to put Brook Street into the mass transit system, we can encourage more people to start trying it and figuring out that it's a, it's a good alternative to, uh, you know, to taking cars out of the garage. You bet. And we do have, I happen to, I was on the MUTD board for five years. Right. Uh, so I know a little bit about, <laughs> uh, we have one of the healthiest um, urban transit systems. And that's probably why the federal government chose Missoula to get this. Uh, we have a million rides happening a year already. So even before it being super fast on Brooks, um, fast as in every 10 minutes, there's another bus coming. Not that we're going to get to speed or anything fun, which would be fun. Um, plus, <laughs> plus, it's, plus it's free. Right. And is that right. going to stay that way, do you think? Um, it is. And we say zero fare because nothing in life is free. But that's right. because of subsidies. We have great partners. University of Montana, the hospitals have helped pay for that as their employees utilize uh, and patients utilize the bus system. So um, there are I haven't been on that board for a while, but Corey Aldridge, um, who runs MUTD and runs that mountain line system, is on the board of the, the Midtown Master Plan um, and on the board of the Midtown Association. So we hear from him like there is an absolute commitment. It has been such a success in keeping the buses full that um, there's prop there's no going back. They have long term plans to keep zero fare um, because we love it, you know, and you may not personally use it but it allows for more cars to get around this town if we, you know, if as many people can use the urban trans transit system are doing it. Absolutely. Let me, let me switch gears a little bit. You mentioned you've been here 20 years. What brought you to Missoula 20 years ago? Um, most technically grad school. I went to grad school at University of Montana and I was one of those many people who come for, for school at UM and never leave. <laughs> you know? And where were I you before that? Where were you uh, before? I, I grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yep. So uh, very, very far away. But I left the day after I graduated from Montana. So I've been here for 20 years this year. 
super fun. It's a lot different than Scranton, Allentown, all the other. Uh, it is, but you know, um, you know who I, what uh, community I relate to the most is Butte. You know, Scranton yeah. was 98% of the world's anthracite coal was mined out of Scranton and mm-hmm. um, the city's hollow, you know, it's, it's a very mind and uh, hardworking, and there's a lot of those same values here in Missoula too. Even though we don't, we didn't grow up here with the mines in Missoula, but um, there's a lot of that same work ethic. And I saw that Missoula Economic Partnership, like our biggest asset, was our work ethic in a lot of ways when sure. we were trying to recruit, recruit sure. companies. Um, everyone, we never, we have not heard once from an employer that they don't have the best workers of all their branches mm-hmm. here. Well, we used to hear that a lot when, when I used to send uh, um, former interns for looking for jobs at Nike and Microsoft. They said the Montana, they would always hire Montana graduates because they had that work ethic. And of you course, bet. Eric Sprunk from University of Montana was at Nike and John Connor, you know, was CFO of uh, Microsoft. And they hadn't, and they didn't just say it because they were homers. They said it because they knew what the work ethic was like here because they grew up here. But Scott, do you agree that, you know, Missoula and Bozeman and, and uh, you know, Helena and Great Falls all look like Western towns, but Butte reminds you of being back east somewhere. It reminds you of a town that could be in Pennsylvania or it could be in Ohio or it could be in New Jersey. Even. It, has that, it has that city feel in a way. Right. It's gritty. It's a gritty city. It does remind me of York, Pennsylvania, which yeah. is, you know, closer to Maryland. Um, Melanie, it actually brings up a question, which is, you know, knowing that you come from back east, but seeing that the work you're doing here in the development and growth of Missoula, who are your peers in other similar type cities or towns? And what type of network uh, do you maintain? And how do you communicate with them? And are there any learnings that you may have gleaned from other similar sized markets in terms of how to do your job more effectively? Um, well, this sort of pertains to the Midtown Association and answering this question, Scott. Uh, I was at the Downtown Association for a year as their exact, acting executive director. And, you know, I regularly called the Downtown Association executive directors of Helena and Bozeman. Um, mm. They seemed to me like great bookends. Um, there was I had all sorts of random things come up during that year. And I know Linda McCarthy I'm sh- she regularly consults them as well. But Helena was great because of, you know, the resources of having all of state government right there. Um, and Bozeman having all of the change and influx and um, big college anchor uh, synergy. They, I felt like those two, those two cities especially um, were my, who I was sounding things off of. Now, with the Midtown Association uh, and what we're doing, we are regularly calling Linda McCarthy and Ellen Buchanan, the head of the Missoula Redevelopment Agency and the head of um, the Downtown Association. The Downtown Association has done two master planning efforts for our community, and they both resulted in over $30 million in development in downtown. I just saw this um, just the other day they talked about it. And literally what's different about these planning efforts than um, peer cities around the country is um, we actually do the things in these master plans. Like they don't, they aren't documents that sit on the shelf. We check off like, okay, we did the first priority projects. Now we're going to move down and revitalize the hip strip. And we're going to, as you can see right now, driving by Cares Park, big right. part of that last master plan was Cares Park was not designed for everybody. Why can't you even see the river for most of Cares Park? We have this big dirt hill there. Um, we are redoing all of that right now because of that master plan. So getting Linda and Ellen's um, guidance and Ellen Buchanan and the Missoula Redevelopment Agency are heavily involved with our Midtown master plan. And, you know, since there's been a West Broadway plan, there's been a Mullen plan. Uh, we have seen a lot of interest, the RFP uh, for the um, urban design team that will be leading us through this process the next next 18 months. Um, that RFP process starts later this month. We have already heard from so many different firms because Missoula has this reputation of being fun to work with, 
um, actually being visionary and bold and committed to redeveloping and making city work for everyone. Um, and uh, we actually do things with our plants. So we did. We execute. We execute. We execute. What's we are not what? doing this to, to have design charrettes and have everyone come around a conference room and then not see everybody. And not again. do some. What what are some of the considerations for some of the firms you're looking at? Like, what are you looking for uh, in in prospective firms? Well, it has to be an urban design team that fits. We definitely don't want um, cookie cutter. This works well for Asheville. You kind of have a culture like Asheville, North Carolina. Like, you hear things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not what we're looking for. Of course, it is a, a formal RFP. So there's a gazillion pages talking about the process and scoring. But what we are hoping is for someone who understands Missoula and it's a team of, you know, there are bike ped experts and there'll be um, historical preservationists and retail and tourism strategists. It will be a multifaceted team because the plan is multifaceted. Here's one thing that I would love to talk about because we love to talk about this. Hotels. We have a renovated and incredible fairgrounds property. And we have Fort Missoula that we have put um, tens of millions of dollars into building a regional destination for soccer players, rugby players, um, lacrosse, gosh, lacrosse, roller skaters. The last time I was out there before the snow flied, flew, <laughs> there was uh, <laughs> there were so many people roller skating around. Yes. It's, it's for everyone, but um, when it comes time for five o'clock, there aren't that many hotels. So people, and especially hotels, this is a big deal with travelers and tourism where you can use your points, right? Like you're a Marriott person or you're a Best Western person and you are going to stay at those chain properties so you can rack up those points. So the next vacation is free, right? Well, all of that, all of these events, there's this the scattering at five o'clock, which means Jakers and the new mustard seed, they don't get business because people are off to North Reserve Street to Hilton Garden Inn to get Hilton points. So part of this is what needs to happen to either help the Brooks Motor Street Inn and the Travel Lodge. We do have two or three small hotels, um, but what needs to happen to really draw um, hotels and especially the larger national chain hotels uh, to Midtown. And we want the market data. We want the existing conditions analyzed. And then we want to show uh, what can we support? What can these neighborhoods support around um, even the hospital? Like, wouldn't it be nice if, yeah. if, your kids, if your kids in the hospital, you're not driving? I mean, we're blessed in Missoula that everything's an eight minute ride, right? <laughs> we're very blessed, but we're growing and we can absolutely fill more opportunities to put medical, heads in beds in Midtown. Sure. Medical it's, no, it's, no longer, it's no longer an eight-minute ride on Reserve Street two or three times a day. Well, which is, which, exactly right, which brings up another question, which, well, two questions is, one is, what's the feasibility of having an adjacent hotel property to the mall, which is a fairly common, you know, zoning, Sure. you know, um, uh, experience in other cities and other towns. And then secondly, how about creating another thoroughfare that connects um, I-90 to the south side of town, right? Because with Reserve and Brooks and Russell, right, getting even more congested, we're just have more people moving here. Do you need another, you know, uh, bridge over the river to connect, uh, you know, the, the thoroughfare going to Hamilton, you know, with, uh, the, the highway with with the interstate, you know, and and some of that obviously the mess the master plan will address. But sure. I can just tell you, when Melanie first moved here twenty years ago, I was living down in Stevensville and coming into Missoula, and that was before there was a four lane. And at the very beginning of my tenure here, if I left my house at six a.m., I'd see two or three cars the whole way into Missoula. You know, and now, I mean, you know, it's it's now a totally different environment. Right. And I think some of the thinking about what needs to be done is is sort of locked in that old way of looking at Missoula and the greater 
Missoula area. I mean, the city, the city of Missoula may, may call itself 70,000. Then you add students and then you add the people that are in a 30 mile radius. And you're talking about 135, 145,000 people, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the first tier. And if you expand that to the people that come to Costco and, and the, uh, you know, the other big box stores, you're probably attracting 200,000 people to the city. And the infrastructure systems are not designed to handle 200,000 people. I mean, that's the reality of it. The one thing I do want to ask you about, Melanie, and it's something that a master plan I don't think can resolve because it doesn't control all of the factors that affect it. But the two biggest issues for a, a city the size of Missoula and every other city around is daycare and affordable housing. That's what you hear everywhere, every conversation. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. They're talking about daycare, affordable housing. And I'm in New York and they're talking about it. So how do we what little what piece of it can we tackle and, and what order, what ought we be doing to make those issues more, you know, uh, solvable? There is going to be a focus in the housing deep dive in affordability and gentrification. We have a very interesting thing in Midtown that I love and I would love um, to see personally, to see stay where we have cottage industry next to um, trailer homes, mobile, mobile homes, next to condos. And this literally, if you go down uh, Burlington, if you right. go down Mary, um, just a couple of streets throwing out there, it's really exciting to see a welder next to a, a mobile home next to a $500,000 condo. What we don't want to see is a complete switch and a loss of these small businesses as we grow. So we want to take a very close look at maker spaces and um, is it possible to put, to build specifically maker space uh, develop, developments, like buildings that you can have welders next to, um, gosh, the, there's a leather, a leather worker, uh, right next, like working on next to his house. It's a really exciting thing. And you see a little bit in the north side, west side too, but that's part of the character of Midtown that we literally want to make sure we are um, doing everything we can that we don't look up and say, hey, whatever happened to the 180 small businesses that were peppered on these residential streets, right? Um, so Part of this master plan effort is to make sure we are very thoughtfully looking at how do we keep Midtown affordable? We absolutely want to see starter homes and families and workforce housing happen. Um, and what can we do to support that? Uh, I wrote down to just comment on the mall real quick. Scott's first question, um, the mall, we have one of the most vibrant malls, um, I would say east of Spokane and gosh, west of, um, Minneapolis, yeah, Mall of America, right? Yeah. Um, part of that, you know, Tim Wenger, the general mall of the or general manager of the mall for years, helped start this association. And through Washington Prime, when we started this process, we sat down with Washington Prime. They flew out to talk with us, and they are a major supporter of this. They gave us some of the funding to help get this master plan done. They are very much seeing that mall property as a lifestyle center. It's no longer going to just be the place where you go to get your kid's shoes and you leave. Like you go to get your kid's shoes, but then um, there's a cost care there. You can get their eyes checked. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's more than just retail. And Tim has led that pivot years ago, where a lot of other um, malls haven't. And gosh, last time I was in Helena, that mall was leveled. Right? That is completely being redone. Um, where shopping malls and strip malls have died. Midtown, we've been so blessed to have the vibrant Southgate Mall. And part of that too, is as this lifestyle center, um, you literally can do something constantly, right? Like there was just a dino, um, a, a animated Tron, a drive-through exhibit. Um, there was a circus, a non, no animals involved, really cool, big, big tent circus, like two weeks before. Um, you know, 4th of July, the mall always, as their gift to the community, puts on this amazing fireworks display. Now there's beer gardens and axe throwing. And the mall parking lot has become our our central square, you know. And sure. part of that is very deliberate. We want people to come to Midtown 
and stay. And Tim's vision and Washington Prime, Prime has been a great partner in let's support housing around the mall. I haven't sure. heard of a hotel, but absolutely housing. A lot of people are kicking tires and how do we, that whole stretch. Um, MRL and the Washington companies as an incredible partner, you know, donated all of that land uh, that became the MRL park. And that last piece where right now there is a warming shelter for this winter uh, will become affordable housing. And that's all gonna happen in right. the next two to five years. And this oh. is, having these great partners, right? Having the mall is a great partner sure. and MRL and the Washington companies is a great partner. Um, so traffic absolutely is something that will be looked at here. Parking has to be looked at because we do see parking as, uh, here's one real quick interesting thing. When we did the feasibility study to see, does Missoula want a master plan? Like does the whole county want us to do a deep dive in this section of town? It was a resounding yes. But the what do you like most about Midtown was all the parking. What do you dislike most about Midtown was too much asphalt and parking lots. <laughs> right. Can't win. And is that that <laughs> yeah. is so that is so a vibrant city, right? right. Uh, that Absolutely. what we love is also what we hate. Um, but we're going to be very thoughtful about putting this plan together. And then once, once this plan is done, we will be inviting the whole county to participate in it over the next 18 months. Um, then we're shovel ready. Then we can go after grants when they come open for, um, we're looking for mid-sized city projects to support that are going to increase housing. We have the data. We, we've done the homework. And then we also have, you know, we have developers sitting on this committee. Uh, the technical committee is going to be builders and architects, so many engineering firms and build it. Everyone's in, everyone wants to do more projects sure. in Midtown. So what the final product is, is the homework is dotting all the I's so we're ready. And if there's something that in our city code structure, the fact that the zoning code is happening at the, the zoning code um, deep dive is happening at the same time, if there's something that isn't working, then we have the evidence to say, hey, this doesn't work and it's holding us back. What can we do to fix mm -hmm. it? We have a mayor and a city council, Gwen Jones, our new city council president, has been on this committee for the master plan since day one. And um, she is invested in, in making sure that we come out with a great product that everyone can use as a good tool. Melanie, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, how long have you been working on the Midtown project? How long has this been, has this been going on to get to the point of a master plan? That's question so I've been one. On it. Yep, I've been working on it uh, for a year. The Midtown Association started in 2019 working on it and go 2019, 2020 did a feasibility study um, and then wrote a white paper. And this white paper is available on our web website, Missoula Midtown Association com. And if you go on there and read the white paper, that's all the findings. Um, what we heard from the community of what works and what doesn't work and what they wanted to see happen as part of the, that process. And part of it was the Midtown Association for years has been a team of volunteer businesses and residents of Midtown. And part of it was they want to hire someone to help drive, build the capacity of the association. So that sure. was the first step of the white paper was to hire someone. So and I so came so second question is, as you kind of move through master plan and, you know, what's your time frame there and your horizon in terms of when you want to have a, you know, a, a firm chosen, a master plan uh, and completed, quite frankly. Um, so what's your what's your time frame for both of those initiatives or for that one initiative? So this month, uh, the public engagement uh, contract RFP is going out. So we've separated, there's going to be the design team hired, and then there's going to be a public engagement consultant, a, an organizer hired, because we want to make sure this isn't a community planning effort where every charrette, every community meeting is held at five o'clock when working parents are home, or we want to make sure we're meeting people where they're at. We want genuine feedback and participation. So we are specifically hiring. Um, there's one contract for an organ. We want people to go door to door on Mary Avenue and say, hey, did you know we're doing this? We would love your feedback. 
can you not make it to the meeting next week? Can we interview right now so we can include you? Sure, um, so that's sure. going to be done very thoughtfully and adding that extra piece to that because we don't want to just hand that over to a PR firm. We want to very deliberately make sure all of Missoula knows that, about this effort and gets a say because it's it's so frustrating when you see like, what, they planned this? Nobody asked me about it. And you're like, well, there was an ad in the paper and ads on the radio. Right. It's not fair. Right. Yeah. You want to, the grassroots aspect is incredibly important. We need it. You need it in this day and age. Cause I don't know about you. Often at five o'clock, I turn off everything I possibly can. And I'm like, no more noise. <laughs> so um, that goes out next week, that RFP for the community engagement uh, contract. And then a few weeks later, the RFP for the urban design team will go out. So um, the RFP process will, it's, you know, it's usually about 60 days. So mm -hmm. by the spring at the latest, everyone will be hired and we will start. It'll start with a deep dive analysis into existing conditions. We have put into the RFP that we don't want any duplication on any of the work that has done before. And we've listed all of the things, um, all of the master plans, all of the studies, the ULI study, right. do your homework. We don't want to, you know, reinvent the wheel that's already been built. Midtown has had the blessing of having um, multiple uh, especially mostly around transit. But when it comes to housing, when it comes to retail, uh, when it comes to tourism, we've not looked at Midtown. So um, we will then, that that team will then lead us in a community conversation about what do we want to see happen? What do we want to see preserved? A lot of people talk about the car culture of Midtown. It was the place for drive-ins and mm. um you know, those those classic burger joints. And we have some of that. We have frugals. We have um, we have the Dairy Queen. We have the, those classic drive up places um, that um, some people want to see stay. So th those are the things that we want to come out of the community and be able to. Do you think you'll be able to correct Malfunction Junction in this whole master plan? Well, were you here before Malfunction Junction was correct? I wasn't, no. <laughs> well, so it is already corrected once, and that was a community planning effort, and it is so much better than it was 20 years That's ago. That's true. It is better. You it would is. sit at those lights forever. There already is that redirected, and that was some brilliant engineering. Um, absolutely, South Brooks, uh, Reserve, Russell, all of these pieces are going to be studied in a piece of this. Um but we've already put hundreds of thousands of dollars into making this work. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything about that and get in trouble, but who knows, who knows what comes out of this. And part of it right, is right. open-minded, right? If people come to this and like, there's a crux of this uh, community comment is that malfunction junction is still um, an annoyance, then it's got to be fixed. Hence the name. And, uh, is there any, uh, what's, what's some, what's opposition that you would anticipate hearing you know, uh, from master, the master plan and change. Like you guys have to be anticipating some displeasure. What would that be? Yeah. The, the pushback will probably be typical pushback, right? Melanie. Yeah. Um, as the Brooks urban transit piece happens simultaneously, mm. there's some people who don't want to see a bus lane. I don't know if you've seen those plans, but it's an I interesting have. design. Um, yeah. And that public comment uh, process will be happening parallel to the Midtown master plans, but I, you know, but I don't know if opposition would be the word. I don't think this is an effort. Like this is all of us coming together, dreaming in a very educated way, looking at what's already here, what's possible, what's feasible for a city of our size. It doesn't help if we come up with like, we want to have a sky bridge, hundred million dollar, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen in this process, but what with, experts, local experts, some out-of-state experts, we could put together what we actually can accomplish in the next 10 years. And then the Midtown Association, our sleeves are rolled up. We're ready to get it done. Um, we will have the help. We'll get this codified by the, the city government, the county government. We will go to the Chamber of Commerce. Um, MEP has been helping us. They were helping us raise funds for this. We'll go to the Economic Development Organization 
we'll have everybody around the table and say, University of Montana is supporting this. They're one of our donors. Um, super exciting. You know, they want to see us succeed as well. So we'll all work together on a practical plan. Um, there won't be bridges to nowhere or anything to, you know what I mean? This is going to be practical and it's going to be useful. And I think it's going to be something the whole county will be proud of. And I hope, encourage, you will see those ads that say, come come here or click on this. Engage Missoula is a great tool we've had where you can go and comment on anything going on in the city. But um, I am hoping that you and all of your listeners will participate because the end product is only as good Absolutely. as what we together create. And it's an exciting time just because of all these things happening at once. We I like to think we completely planned it this way, but there is literally this serendipitous moment happening of this is all happening at the exact same time. Scott, you would, you would agree with me. They couldn't have chosen a more enthusiastic cheerleader for all of this and 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 leader for this than, than uh, Melanie. And She's Melanie. Excited. I, wonder I, if Me it. I wonder if Melanie has political aspirations. They see <laughs> oh. her background because <laughs> as I'm hearing her, <laughs> I hear her speak, Arnie. I feel like, wow, this is just somebody who's able to get a build a coalition of people probably from sounds, very disparate. It flows, it flows off my tongue. Mayor, you know, no, Brown, Mayor Melanie. Mayor no, Melanie, I, Mayor. <laughs> I am very invested in community development of Missoula, Montana, but I do so um, in the nonprofit and, and private sector lane. And as you, you enjoy know, that. I, I yeah. believe you've told me too, you can get a lot more done sometimes in the private sector um Absolutely. right i remember you talking about the the montana legislature but, and stuff but, but, but you have the support of our mayor which is which is wonderful right he's john angan which we arnie and i speak to him several times a year just to kind of get the state of the state but we know he's very pro development and pro quite honestly the future uh right. the future of business here in missoula and, and, uh, and residential Missoula is constantly ranked one of the best run and managed cities. Exactly. Know, one of the cities in size. And by the way, Melanie, as you know, uh, Town Square Media is domiciled right in the heart of this area. And you're I told on, her already. Right. And we're on a street that has daycare and you know residential housing and office buildings and retail. Yeah. Right on. I mean, we have everything that you want right on the, the street where uh, Town Square Media on is, is headquartered. I'd love to come back and talk daycare with you. That's another project. <laughs> that well, we're it's all a critical issue. It's you know? so critical. And it's why the great uh, resignation, you know, they're calling this nobody. Yeah. The great resignation, a lot of why it's happening is because we're meeting 38% of the demand for taking care of babies in our community. Right. The people in the rest of families who need infant care are getting it. That's you talk enough. to restaurateurs in town. You know, you talk to Jason at, at Burn Street Bistro and you ask him what his biggest issue is. It's daycare. Yeah. Employees can't come in if if, uh, if they can't put their kids somewhere. Well, we're working on that, too. And a lot of that will be midtown projects. We're excited about that. There's ways to um, include daycare and in, in, in new new projects sure. coming out of the ground and um, wherever we can. City Council's focusing on right. that now, too. And, and we've we've chatted on the show before with the My Village, you know, group, and they're oh, doing, right. you know, great stuff. But mm -hmm. There's a lot more than's needed. Absolutely. Let's take a, honestly, this is a great place for a break. Let's take a quick break. Our guest is Melanie Brock. She is the director of the Missoula Midtown Association. Back after this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Arnie, we are back with our guest, Melanie Brock. Melanie, you've gotten everybody who's listening and, and us that you're talking with uh, today all enthusiastic about what's going to happen. How do they get in touch with you again? How do they participate in the plan? You know, what's what's the pathway forward? Thanks so much. Our website is MissoulaMidtown.com. Keeping an eye on that, we post everything there. It'll be about this spring, summer. 
uh, when we'll start this formal process with the team that comes on board to help us lead this community conversation. I bet this fall you'll be seeing ads, um, public notices about all different ways. We will make sure that we can meet everyone where they're at so you can participate in whichever way works best for you. And we'd love to hear from you during this process. Um, Midtown is, is the urban core of the whole county. So uh, whether you live up in the South Hills or even East Missoula, Bonner, it's, it's still an important project for everyone where hospitals and retail is, and we want everyone to be involved. And thank you so much for having me today. It's so fun to talk with you. It's you always know, a pleasure to catch up with you, Melanie. You're a great guest. I'm going to ask you one last question. What are your hopes and aspirations for 2022, Melanie? Well, getting this project uh, launched and an exciting team put together, you know, I'm completely focused right now on Midtown. There's a lot going on. There's a couple other projects we're working on in Midtown and um, just keeping Missoula this incredible place. There's a lot going on here and we're going to just keep moving forward while staying Missoula. It's important to, to throw that in there. We want to stay Missoula. We don't like want to be Scranton or Butte. <laughs> where the office is located. Right. Right. We want to be Missoula and Thunder uh, Mifflin. We can make it work even better for everybody here. Well, you're a delightful guest, Melanie. Thank you so much for joining us. Arnie. Thank you. Arnie, it's I'll always you a pleasure. Week. Absolutely. I'll see you next week, Arnie. Scott, see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done